Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present a special edition of College Hockey Southwest Live for December 29th. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for January 16th. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, as we have a little confusion going on here. <laughs> this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, and um, let me get back to the right stage here so I can set it the way we need to set it and uh, get this show started the right way. We're going to give it one more try here and see if we can actually get this show on the road. Roger Kleins, Cancion From the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tonight's show is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. Come to our showroom at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins and find out why we say everything cars made easy is not just an ad line, but a way of doing business. Online at petersontoyota.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Get the best in Las Vegas barbecue at our original location, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, or at your next Allegiant Stadium event. M-Drive, you're never too old to start building lean muscle mass or help your immune system. Go to mdriveformen.com and see which of our specially designed products is for you. By Topgolf, our all-weather facilities mean you can practice your swing or learn how to swing a golf club 12 months a year. Find any of our coast-to-coast locations topgolf.com burrito express six east valley locations serving the freshest mexican food including the all-day breakfast burrito since 1995 metro by t-mobile see one of our store locations for details how to get a new 5g phone free when you switch to metro and trade in an eligible device unlv hockey acha division one hockey in a world-class city Black Bear Diners, bring your appetite as we serve up home-cooked meals with a smile at any of our uniquely styled restaurants all over the West and Midwest. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, no one does entertainment destinations better nationwide or worldwide. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv, watch all of the action from the league's eight teams. Go to NCHC.tv and subscribe. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight, live on the Podbean app. This indeed is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, as I figured it out after about 15 tries. Scott Strandy with you tonight in uh, beautiful Denver, Colorado, where it's a balmy 60 degrees today. And my co-host, as always, from 10 feet below sea level in that gorgeous palatial estate with the full basement in Long Arm. Whoop, whoop. 
on Long Island, New York. Paul Hornstein joins me as always. Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, it's not even close to a full basement. <laughs> oh, that's anywhere. where you start. That's it's where you not start. Anywhere, it's not anywhere close to palatial. And uh, sadly, it's not anywhere close to 60 degrees. So we're good. That's three for three. <laughs> That's, that's how I like to start the day, three for three. Uh, okay, uh, big night tonight. We've got the head right. coach from Arizona State joining us in just a few minutes. Right. Uh, in the meantime, we've got all kinds of stuff that we need to talk about because uh, it, it, it's Rivals Week starting right now because it's the Gold Pan well, what, Week. Well, wait, wait, what do you mean Rivals Week? There's only one rivalry series going on this week. I know, but there's another one the next week, and then there's a yeah. third one that I'm creating tonight. What, you against <laughs> me? What? I don't know. What? No. This week, it's Denver and Colorado College. Right. Next week, it's, it's Army, Army Air, Force. Air Force. Right. And the third week, I'm creating it tonight when the coach comes on. It's going to be Arizona State, the southernmost NCAA hockey team, yeah. against the northernmost, the Air, the Alaska sure about Fairbanks. That? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, they don't play. No. No, is what? From, is it two weeks? Or is it no, three? No, I, I, it's three, but I'm going to uh, I'm gonna start it out right now because uh, it's that. You know what? It is three weeks. It's, it's Fairbanks. So it's going to be this week, February? next week. Uh, yeah, it'll be four weeks, I guess. Fourth week. Okay. Anyway, whatever. I'm totally don't, confused. Don't, don't force something that's not there. <laughs> well, I'm going to force it. <laughs> I know you are. That's the problem. You'll spend the next three weeks trying to force it. Uh, did I mention that I ran into Bobby the Blur Brink today? I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, I spent my day at DU today right. uh, yeah, preparing so for a feature. Uh, right that we're going to have up hopefully Friday, right. uh, which will have um, COVID's making a mess out of this. I was supposed to go to Colorado college tomorrow. Uh, they are not allowing any uh, in-person interviews this week. So okay. the interviews will be you done sure via play. zoom, via zoom. Yeah. That's what they tell you anyway. No, that's what they're telling everybody, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think it's just you, but that's... Uh, no, they, they had the, the Zoom today with Coach uh, that I, right. unfortunately, was tied up and missed. But um, anyway, so before the, the head coach from Arizona State comes on, I want to talk about this uh, gold pan trivia because I've been digging into it. I want to know what this is all about. Right. Uh, now that I'm a resident here, I figured I should know. So uh, I, I said, let me come up with seven questions that I can give as a, as a short little trivia before we start. So right, are you ready? Let's, are you ready let's, for let's, trivia? Let's first of all, it's 16, nothing, <laughs> not 16, zero. Cause I'll punch <laughs> you in the head. It's 16, nothing. Good job. Okay. <laughs> At least secondly, you listen. <laughs> uh, secondly, longer than Wisconsin and North Dakota or Minnesota and North Dakota. Yeah. This is the second longest. What's longer. Um, you got Harvard had, and Yale. Well, you had well, to ask you me. Well, what do you think I was going to ask you? Well, I'm I'm asking the questions here. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> it's my trivia. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. What, what, what. It, it's my trivia. Right, but what so, made you think you uh, weren't going to have to answer what was the longest? I'll, I'll answer what the longest was in just a minute. Let's get uh, through this. I got seven so questions for you. So here we go. Gold you pan need trivia. Need to more so to make so you can look it up. Yeah. Here we go. Um, how many games have the two teams played? And I'm talking Denver and uh, Colorado College in this right. second longest series in college hockey. 
I don't know, 650. What? Who, 325. Whatever. You, I heard the answer before. You're going to ask me questions. <laughs> well, that, I, I know, but we're, we're don't playing send the me game the for the next time. We're playing the game, game for the podcast, listeners. <laughs> oh, that would have been awful if I hadn't done that. Uh, when was the first well, bullpen game played? Know yes. What, Do you know when that was? 1950. Like I Very said, good. you sent me the answers. <clears throat> I know. Well, that's good. Then you'll know them. Um, <laughs> what, no, I what probably won't remember them after today. But uh, what year did the Goldpan Traveling Trophy come into existence? I don't know. I think you said 94. 93-94 season. The Czar and... Uh, and where was the Czar the head coach at at that time? Uh, Denver? Yeah. And Don Lucia was at Colorado College, and they right. decided they needed to have something, so they recruited an old rusty gold pan to uh, to become it. It was stolen, and uh, yeah. or misplaced or something, so they had to come up oh, with yeah, a new mis- one that was designed. I don't really think it was misplaced, but okay. Yeah, so we have that anyway. Um, so you, you already blew this one for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> what and when was the largest margin of victory? I don't remember what year you said, but it was sixteen. Uh, the very nothing. first. Yeah, the very first year, 16-0. Colorado- 16 nothing. <laughs> 16 nothing. Colorado College defeated Denver in the very first year of the uh, gold pan. Yeah. Um, so who holds the longest streak, and, and how long is that streak? I don't know. Longer than either team wanted it to be, that's for sure. <laughs> Denver, Denver holds the longest winning streak, 22 games from 1959 to 1963. That's a uh, lot of games in four years. How about this? What was the only outdoor game in the gold pan rivalry, and where was it played? Or when yeah. was it, and where was it played? Well, you please don't. Uh, you, you told you said like twenty sixteen at yeah, Coors, Field. Coors Field, right? Yeah. All right, and the outdoor game play. became known as the Battle on Blake. Well, I hate that. <laughs> That's why I said it. I knew I it was going to drive you crazy. But here's the here's the big one. Denver won four to one, and the the uh, outdoor game attendance at Coors Field in 2016, not that long now. ago, thirty five thousand one forty four. So tell me, college hockey can't draw if it's done right? Well, yeah, I mean we know that. I mean, I mean, you know, and you're you're playing you know, rivalry game and, you know, you go from there, but, um, and, and keep in mind, Paul, these are two of the smallest schools, uh, 6,000 students at Denver, roughly. And yeah, about uh, 2000, they're storied uh, programs. They are no doubt about it. Um, so anyway, that was the, uh, the trivia I wanted to throw out there. Um, and the, Don't with over the answers next time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to give you help, uh, beyond help. So here it is. The gold pan is among the top rivalries in American college ice hockey with over 300 games played. Only Michigan and Michigan State have more games played. So this also includes the green line rivalry between Boston U and Boston C. Boston College. I like that. Oh Boston U, Boston God. C. And the border battle between the University B-U of Minnesota. And the University of Wisconsin. Let me know when... I had to warm when you those, up a little bit. Let me know when those other guys are ready for a, a hockey version of the Territorial <laughs> Cup. Then, then we can talk. Uh, okay. Uh, how long has the Territorial Cup been going around? 1899. Ah, uh, nice. trophy in college football. Be- between two, which schools? Uh, ASU and those other guys. 
<laughs> I love it. Okay, so anyway, that's what's going on here in Colorado this weekend. Uh, Air Force leaving tomorrow morning very early, heading out uh, your way, kind of, yeah, well, uh, to Mercyhurst. Yeah, I don't really think that's too close to me. I think that's probably closer to Pittsburgh than it is to me. Yeah, but it's closer than here. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're going east. How about that? Don't they well, go east every weekend? it's hard to go much further west. <laughs> and don't they go east every weekend? Oh, jeez. Yeah, every time they go on the road, that's where they go. So they don't really have many choices. Anyway, so that's where Colorado College and Denver will be facing off. Is right here at Magnus Arena. The 8 o'clock game on Friday has been bumped back an hour so that it can be covered on CBS. Yeah, wait, don't, 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 don't say it till it happens. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, Alex has already uh, Alex has already gotten <laughs> postponed twice. I know. Oh, good lord! I hope that doesn't happen. But uh, anyway, it's scheduled for eight p.m. on uh, Friday, and it will be nationally televised uh, Saturday night, two hours earlier, as uh, Dallas Ferguson reminded me today. That'll be um, on saturday 6 p.m so um that's that's what's happening that's what's happening right out here but things are more things are more happening <laughs> uh, hotter things are happening in the desert because the arizona state sun devils are rocking and rolling and it's our pleasure paul to bring on the head coach from arizona state we got coach greg powers with us coach scott and paul with you thanks for joining us tonight thanks for having me guys you hear me okay yeah, just fine, Coach. Absolutely. Right. Sound loud and clear. Tight pipes going. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> You're well, only coach, too happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> coach, first and foremost, congratulations on a, a, a fairly successful uh, road trip out east. I know it didn't start the way you wanted to, but you added a game, which was uh, something we got to talk about. And then yeah, you won that one, and you won two more, and came home uh, three wins, two losses. I guess you can't complain much about that. No, no, I love how we finished it off. You know, we 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 really liked how we played in the second BU game. The the first one, you know, they they were the better team. Um it, certainly the the score wasn't indicative of how close the game was still, but um the second game we we liked how we played. We thought we managed the game well. We made a couple mistakes. They were incredibly opportunistic and the best player on the ice was their goalie. He was dynamite. Um He's the best we've seen, and and he was really good. There's a reason why he was uh, he was just named to the Olympic team, and so we knew we were really up against it. You know, frustrated but optimistic because we liked how we played in that Saturday game. Um, you could feel it hit a lot of our metrics, and and just couldn't put it past them. Um, but Tuesday was was maybe one of the best games this program has ever played. You know, and 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 it, and it translated into the weekend, and so we're feeling good about ourselves right now, and and. You know, making some headway where we need to make it, and, and uh, we're not done yet. Okay, so so it wasn't anything that maybe you threw in the in the the, the water bottles or anything you fed them between uh, <laughs> Saturday night and Tuesday night, right? Uh, no, yeah, and it's it's. I mean, if you look at how we measure and we want to manage games, we we did a hell of a job Saturday. I mean, even their even their staff was like, "Man, you guys are really good tonight," and. Um, we felt like we outplayed him. We deserved a better fate, but but when the goalie's as good as that kid was, it does, doesn't matter. He he was just that good. Um, and they're a hell of a team, you know. To to their credit, you know, they're so much better than where they're ranked right now. They they they've battled injury and COVID stuff for a long time, and it was one of the first series they've been completely healthy, and they still were missing one kid that's a hell of a player. So they're a good team, you know. I think you're going to see BU continue to climb up higher and higher and hopefully you're going to see us continue to as well 
I uh, now you guys played that game in, in, in at Northeastern. Uh, as most of us know, that game wasn't on the schedule. Uh, how did that? How did that happen? Well, we we decided, you know, uh, geez, probably a, a good week or so prior to heading out that we weren't going to come back, you know, and right. kind of same re- same reasoning as is last year just just if we come back it was major it, honestly it was it was mainly because of airline volatility and all right. the flight cancellations and rochester is not an easy place to get to okay. so rather than, than the back and forth we could just stay and you know get a couple practices in in boston stay at a really nice hotel and did the marriott cambridge which was awesome and um there's worse places to be stuck for a week sure. than boston and then bus up to Rochester. So that's what we decided to do. Then we got to Boston. Um, and, and, uh, I, you know, I just kind of popped into my head like, geez, we're just going to be sitting around and we, we have a game to give, let, you know, let's see what we can find. And, you know, I reached out to pretty much everybody in the area and, and, and I thought at one point we were going to actually play Merrimack and then it fell through for a couple different reasons. But, um, and then Jerry at Northeastern the next day, we spoke in the morning. He's like, "Hey, we have a game to give. We're all in. We don't have games this upcoming weekend. We get a chance to play a quality opponent at home. We're all in." So we were really grateful that that he decided to to take us and play us, and um, and we got to play in obviously an historic venue, and you know, obviously, we would have loved to have fans there, but but it was it was almost just like a golden opportunity that our guys knew they could not flush down the toilet, you know, and to play a top 10 team on the road um, and, and be able to, you know, only have to sit around for two days after, you know, because we felt good going into BU, obviously after sweeping Cornell and, um, you know, none of us saw getting swept happening. We, we really thought we would go in and have success, but so they were hungry. They were chomping at the bit and, and they sure played like it. They were really good. And you could argue it was, the best game this program's ever played. I mean, you could easily argue that. I think that's how sharp we looked. So that so, um, so well, then you moved on to say, RIT, I, right? Yeah, and then, and then and obviously we we woke up the next day and and uh, and then bust about six hours to to Rochester and uh, and played them Friday and they they worked really hard Friday. They're they're a good team. Um, and then Saturday we we kind of just you know, from start to finish just played really, really well, you know, and they didn't have much of an answer for transition or speed and, and, uh, felt like we played a really good game and, and we won five, one and it probably could have been worse, you know, but, um, so really good way to finish the trip. We needed to stack some road wins and, and we did, and we made some good headway in the, in the pairwise. I think we're tied at 21 tonight. Um, then we're in the mix, you know, you go, you know, you're at 21 and, you, you get to it number one in the country, you know, it's, it's, it's another golden opportunity. Our guys know that they're, they're really focused on it and excited for it. We get a rest this week and this weekend and, and get to go play, you know, arguably the biggest series in the history of our program, regular season wise. Now you guys were supposed to play a couple of exhibition games this weekend. Um, did you, and, and those uh, didn't happen for a lot of different reasons. As you sit there, and we all know you can't duplicate game conditions in practice. Did you have to kind of change up the practice schedule a little bit now that you're not going to play this week? 
Well, we took Monday and Tuesday off because, I mean, you know, you're two weeks on the road. Guys are gassed, right? Five, I mean, five games and what? Uh, five games and what? Nine days. Nine days um, yeah. So, you know, guys were gassed. And, and so we took Monday off, long day back from Rochester, Sunday traveling. And then we took Monday off to kind of recoup, and then we gave him today off, and um, and we're going to go hard, um, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we're going to do a team building uh, kind of event day on Saturday, and and uh, and all that kind of stuff, and then and then practice Monday, Tuesday, and go to Mankato. So I think right now the biggest weapon you can have is rest and and being fresh, and, and especially against a team that good, um, you know. So. Yeah, it's certainly, you know, Lindenwood would it would have been great to play them. You know, I have a great relationship with Rick, but they've had some issues with COVID in their program. And after a, an unplanned 14 day road trip and, and the issues they have going on, it just it just didn't make much sense to play exhibition games. Um, you know, and 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 it is what it is. So it's not only a cancellation, it's a postponement. We want to support them and their quest to go to Vision One, whenever that may be, and and we'll we'll end up playing them. And, uh, so we're working on rescheduling that for a future year and, and, uh, and we'll get it done, but, uh, it would have been nice, but, but, but I think at the end of the day, hopefully we'll go up and have some success and we'll look back and, and, and can point to this as one of the reasons why. Coach, we talk a little bit about, uh, that Minnesota state series coming up and, um, you talked about it being perhaps the biggest, uh, weekend series in program history but what do you have to do going up against a goaltender like uh dryden mckay you already saw Camesso. um anything come away from that weekend that you can use towards this weekend yeah i mean we saw you know what Camesso did to us you know especially in that second game we, we just did not get enough bodies at the net and when you can flood bodies at the net you know and then that goalie's peripheral vision gets kind of skewed where he, he he knows he's got bodies coming to the net and, it, and he picks those bodies up in his peripheral, you know, and, and, and he knows if he doesn't suck in a rebound, it's probably, you know, not going to be good for him. It starts to play, and, and, and that's what we didn't do well enough against Comesso, but we did very well against Devin Levi, um, who, who has the best numbers in the country, and you could argue is the best goalie in the country. I think he had another shutout tonight. He's a night nine shutout. So, um, we, we flooded the net. We really did. And, and, and it, and it worked and we're going to have to do the same thing against Mankato and, and just get, get bodies to the net and get pucks to the net, play a really simple, hard, you know, heavy game and, you know, not overcomplicate things and, 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 uh, and see how it goes. You have to play this, basically play the stereotypical road game. You, you know, you, you make, you take advantage of your opportunities and, and not make a lot of mistakes, especially in your own end. I mean, uh, especially against a team like that, and you know you're not going to score a lot of goals against that goaltender. No, you're right. Yep, that's 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 what Saturday against BU was was a tale of of just a couple of mistakes that we you know we didn't get a puck out two times at the end of the first, end up scoring 0.8 seconds left, and then at the end of the second, we're down two nothing with under two minutes left, and we don't step up and neutralize, and we had a young kid do it. And, and, and give up a breakaway. And then, and then he also took a penalty on the play. And then the ensuing penalty where you blink and you're down four nothing from one mistake, you know, and that, and that was the difference in the game, you know? And so, um, it's, it's lessons learned, you know, and, and, and at this point in the season, in a series this big, we cannot make those mistakes at Mankato because they're just too good. They'll make you pay every time. 
Coach, uh, when you look at your roster right now, and Colin Tyson is just uh, he's just becoming a beast. He maybe has been a beast all year, but I think right now by just what I see on the ice is he seems to be just that bona fide leader that you really wanted in a grad student. Am I close on that? Yeah, you're dead on. I mean, he it's what he is. He's just he commands the room. He commands respect. Um and and he's done a great job since since taking the letter, the C and and we made that change just to freshen things up and 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 our previous captains completely supported it and they felt the same way that we just needed to freshen things up. I think we did it against Bemidji in the second game and um and we really haven't looked back. I mean, we're eight and three in our last eleven. Um, and a lot of it, I think, is is that we have such great player leadership that are taking control of this team. It's not just the captains, but it's the guys like Wilson and Johnny Walker and Sandu that 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 just they, they just want to win. They just want to win, and there's no egos. And it doesn't matter if they have a letter in their jersey or not. They're going to lead and do the right things. And and right now, we we're doing those things, and that's that's how you sweep teams like Clarkson and Cornell. Um, you know, and and get wins on the road against Northeastern. And now we just got to keep it up. We got eight games left, and uh, we know we can do it. We know we're capable of doing it, and uh, and the guys are excited to, to prove to everybody that we can. And assuming that that, that gets done and uh, you get that bid to the tournament, is it going to be more rewarding this year than maybe even the first year just from what you've seen in parity in college hockey? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be really rewarding. It's it's a different path, clearly. I mean, the the first two times, you know, prior to COVID, you know, we, we, we kind of got to that 8 to 12 range and just stayed there, right? And um, got off to a, a really good start both those years. And this year, it's just been, it's just been, you know, for one reason or another, we just, we haven't been able to, to get out ahead. And, and now for the first time, we're three games over 500. You can see us starting to put a dent in the pairwise finally. And um, so I think that path will be incredibly rewarding if, if we make it happen. But th- this, is, this is the hands down. I mean, in our Division One era, in my opinion, the best college hockey's ever been. I mean, everybody's so good because of this fifth year thing. There's just not a bad team, you know, and, and um, so it's hard to win. It's really hard to win. I mean, we've played a few more games, but. I think going into tonight, there's only four or five teams that have more than 15 wins. You know, and we have 15. It's just, it's been a, it's been a tough year to win. We we feel like we've played a really hard schedule. We don't have really any bad losses. Um, I mean, I mean, CC is a good team. They're ranked in the low 30s. It's a road game in altitude, and yeah, I guess you could mark that quote unquote as our only bad loss, but. Um, but it's not a bad loss. They're 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 a really good team. Those guys are doing a hell of a job up there. So it's just one of those years, you know. The computer likes some people more than others, and and it's just starting to like us finally. So we'll see how it goes. Well, it it, it is kind of uh, like I said, it is a, a a a year where, I mean, if you look at the 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 top four or five teams, they have certain records, but once you go down from there. There's nobody that's uh, sitting there in, in the bottom half of the of the ranking, so to speak, that's got a record that's not that much different than yours. Nope. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, there's some teams above us that you scratch your head at why they're above us, and then there's some teams below us where you're like, wow, why are they so low? But the pairwise is, is you know, it, I love it. I think it's one of the most fair and equitable ways of, of – 
choosing a tournament field in all of college athletics because it's it's not a, a committee of people. There's no politics involved. It's just black and white. And it's been good to us. You know, it has. I mean, it got us to the tournament in our third and fourth year. And and uh and so now we we just we just gotta keep climbing, you know, and 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 I think our strength of schedule and the, the really good teams that we've played, it, it'll continue to help us as as this season closes out because those teams are hopefully going to keep winning. Um, but uh, so, you know, it, it all settle itself. It usually does. And, and we're excited to see how it unfolds. Uh, when you guys got on that bus Sunday afternoon to, to fly back um, or even uh, Saturday night after the game was over, did you even have to say anything to anybody about, you know, guys, we're not finished here and or however you guys – whatever phraseology you use to even, you know, say, Hey guys, you know, you know what we got next and, and you guys got to be ready for it. Was there even anything that had to be said? No, I think, I mean, we, 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 we discuss all that, you know, and where we're at, you know, we don't hide anything. There's, 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 there's no, I mean, everybody, there are these kids follow the pairwise and know where we're at and they know. So, so there's no reason to to leave it as a white elf in the room. So, you know, we knew after BU, like, hey, like we have almost no margin for error the rest of the way. You know, and this Northeastern game was a gift and, and and it's our chance to erase the weekend that none of us saw coming. So we need to we need to get this win and and by all means and any means necessary and and get out of Boston and then go get two in Rochester and go home and 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 we'll be in a good position. You know, I figured we'd be Anywhere from twenty to twenty-two, if we won those three, and we are, we're we're tied at twenty-one right now, to be exact. Um, and uh, who knows what will be after this weekend? Sometimes you go idle and and you climb a few spots. You just never know. So um, the guys know, and, and they certainly know, and, and it already has been addressed. What's at stake going in, into Mankato and. You know, we, we, we had to treat Northeastern and RIT like they were game sevens, and we, this is exactly how we have to treat Mankato. And it's just one game seven at a time. Um, and that's how we're going to have to treat Alaska times four and, and LIU times two. So they, they know. They know that. And, and if they continue to play with that mentality and that desperation and, and, and really that urgency that we've seen these last three games, we're, we're going to be tough to beat. Coach, how, how many or how big has the stride been for Josh Doan? Uh, I think he's still leading the country unless something's happened that I haven't seen in scoring, uh, freshman scoring anyway. Um, how big a stride has he made? I've talked to him a couple different times. I talked to him in the summer. We had him on the podcast, and um, he just seems like such a mature kid for his age. He is. He, he's 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 just an unbelievable kid. You know, like he's just aside from being a great player, he's he's just makes our program better by just being in the locker room, you know, and makes everybody around him better. He's just a great a human being raised by, you know, obviously incredible people. And, um, he's, he's a special kid, you know, and, 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 and you talk about him as a player, it's just his ability to make plays and, 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 you know, everybody talks about his brain and how, how smart of a player he is and just kind of sees the game a couple steps ahead of everybody else. And that's all true. But, what people discount is just how hard the kid works, how heavy he is on a stick. He, he kid never loses stick battles. Like he, he always comes out of scrums with the puck, you know, and, and he's only going to continue to get better at that because he, he's gotten stronger this year, but that's where he needs to improve. He just needs to continue to get 
a little bit stronger and more explosive, but he still wins, you know, 90% of his puck battles. And, um, cause he just competes so hard and he's responsible defensively he's starting to win some more draws. Um, I think he's plus eight on the year as a freshman, which is pretty damn good. Um, I'm putting him out there five on six to go win his games. Cause I trust him in those situations. He can, he can do it all, you know, and I think next year he'll probably kill penalties for us. Um, so he, he's gonna, he's gonna see a lot of different, um, situations and, and be leading on, you know, not only this year, but, but for the rest of his career here, um, pretty much in every way. Can we, can we make it three more years? <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice. You know, I, I don't think he's in any rush to leave. Certainly, you know, whatever happens, happens. That's, it's, it's his life to, right. to deal. We're here to support him no matter what, but, but, but I, I think, I think he knows he, he needs to be here for another couple of years and, um, it's, he's only going to continue to develop more and get better and better and take on a leadership role and all those things. And he wants to, he wants to win a national championship here in his hometown before he goes. And, um, and I know he can do that. And, you know, we got the new building that he's going to play in. So there's so many reasons to stay and, um, you know, the coyotes support him well, they're at all our games and, uh, they, they got eyes on him at all times. And so it's, it's a great situation for them to have such a high prospect, where they can they can you know come see him play all the time i got one more for you and then paul's going to jump in on this one but um ty murchison just is uh he's a he's advanced far faster than i thought as a freshman defenseman and he just looks like he takes ownership of the entire ice when he's out there he's so good he's so good like he's He's another one, just a, just a gem of a kid um, with two great parents. So, you know, it's 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 not rocket science, and and he he's just he's just he's the way he skates and he's fearless. Um, his puck touches in every zone are just getting better and better every weekend. He's starting to, to show some some you know offensive confidence and creativity when he gets it on the blue line. But he he's just a kid when he's out there. You, you just feel like good things are going to happen and you feel like the other team's just going to get shut down with how physical he is and how fearless he is and how well he defends and how good his stick is. And, and then you throw in, you know, his skating ability. He, he's just, he's, he's going to play in the NHL. Like there's no doubt. And I think he was a steal in the fourth round for Philly. Um, and, and uh, he, he's special. He's really good. He, he's going to be one of the, one of the really, really good ones to go through here. All right, coach. Just uh, just some some updates. Uh, is there an injury update on Demetrius? Yeah, he, he's probably out for the year, um, unfortunately. So um, we'll know in a couple days. But it's it doesn't look like it looks like he's probably out for the year. Um, I would anticipate that he'll be back next year um, because of this injury. He, he started out really well, and he he's still absolutely a prospect for Calgary. Um, but, but, you know, if he can come back and continue to play the way he did, cause he, he's been maybe 60% for the last month and a half and you could see him start to taper off and lose some pop. And, um, and then finally after that first game at BU, he just said, Hey, like, I, I feel like I'm hurting the team. And, um, so we, we backed him off and, and, you know, obviously he stayed with us on the trip and, Came back here, saw saw Doc, and and we think it's probably going to be best to to fix the issue, and and that way he can train and be in shape going into next season. Um, 
does it look like, at least because it looked like to me, at least uh, against Northeastern and RIT, even though he was just missing the net, uh, that uh, Johnny Walker looks like he's getting back into game in, in, in pretty solid game shape. Yeah, yeah, he he's coming, you know. John, I mean, Johnny's Johnny, but yeah. um, he he was dangerous. Like that's the thing about Johnny is the the other team has to respect him when he's out there because he just the puck finds him and and he finds a way to to be dangerous and make you feel uncomfortable. And he did that a lot against RIT. He did a lot. He, I thought he had a pretty good game against Northeastern. Yeah. So it's tough. It's tough for kids to when they miss, you know, almost a year and a half to just snap your fingers and get it back. But, um, but he's, he's contributing and, and, and helping us. And he was a big part of those three wins. And are you having a bigger battle in practice than in the net? Um, it, what do you mean? Like between the goalies and practice? Yeah. Because I mean, uh, it looks like one guy gets hot a little bit and then the other guy comes in and takes it away and, and then it kind of yeah, I mean it's itself. it's it's. T- I mean, not neither guys stole the show, right? Like they they've been really good in stretches, and and um, you know, and, and so you, you just kind of go go with your gut on on who's going to get you the win that night, and um, and they they both they both have had some really good moments. I mean, Cole to sweep, you know, Cornell was was awesome, and and then we went to BU, and maybe wasn't his best, but but certainly the team wasn't any good in front of him either, and. And then, you know, Ben went in and, and I thought played well and, and the team played well. It's just BU is opportunistic. And then it's just a gut call, you know, based on matchup and, and all those things. And and we kind of rode him the rest of the road trip and went 3-0. and So I don't regret it. Um, but we're going to need both of them, you know, these last eight games. And they're both big parts of what we're trying to accomplish. Coach, I haven't had a chance to talk to you since uh, the tragic loss of uh, – Matt shot. I say it tragic because he really didn't uh, get much time in his battle with cancer. But uh, talk a little bit about Matt if you can, and just let people know out there that how important he was to the hockey community in Arizona. He, yeah, he was a special kid, you know, and and I knew him well and was close with him. And uh, he, you know, just what he did for girls hockey was was incredible. I mean, he's literally the pioneer and. Um, you know, his Kachina program just, they just announced they're going tier one next year, which I know was a big, big goal and dream of his. And so he's smiling on down on us about that. I know that, um, you know, Matt, Matt was the ultimate fighter. Like he, he, he genuinely believed until his last breath that he was going to beat this. And, uh, we were at Colorado college and I heard, um, going into that Friday game about few hours before that, that things weren't looking good um, from some mutual friends. And so I reached out to him and said, Hey, we're going to get you a win tonight, you know, keep fighting. And, um, and I didn't know if, if, if it was going to reach him, you know, and, and, and it did. And after the game, I got a text from him and it said, thanks so much for the win. It meant so much. Um, you'll see me when you get back. And this is just a speed bump for me. You know, how I am. And so I still have the text and I mean, it just goes to show you how he truly didn't matter what anyone was going to tell him. He, he, he was a fighter. He thought he was going to beat this and he did so many times and, and it just caught up and um, you know, he's in a better place now and, and he's left certainly left our hockey community in a much better place than he found it. Um, and he's touched so many kids lives and my daughter included, she doesn't play here, but, but he, he she's just so fond of him and, He's been great to her, and and uh, 
we're going to miss him. We're going to miss him, but it's on all of us now to, to pick up his legacy and, and do our, our part to continue it on and, 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 and continue to grow girls hockey here in, in, uh, in the Valley. I want to follow that up also with, uh, uh, again, the maturity that you see in a kid like Josh Doan asking to switch his jersey number from 91 to 94. Um, I'm sure that wasn't a difficult decision for you to say yes to that. Oh, no. Like, he, he I mean, that's typical donor actually asked permission to do it. And I'm like, donor, of course. And um, they were close. I mean, Maddie, Maddie was one of the assistant coaches on that U16 team that Shane coached up at, um, you know, the junior coyotes that went to nationals. And it's the first in a long time of any team here that, that made the national tournament. And, and Maddie was on that staff. So that's, that's where they came so close. And I know Matt and Shane were incredibly close and he looked at Shane as a, as a mentor and father figure. And so that, that you know, naturally Josh is going to be close to him. So Josh has done a great job coping with it and, and playing for Matt. And, you know, I know he, he's his goal against, uh, Geez, I think it was, I think it was Cornell. He scored a goal. Yeah, and, yeah. I was, I was and, in the locker room when he said that. that yeah, that, and, in the and, press conference and, about that. Yeah, and he, he was, he was happy. He got that goal for him. He it meant a lot to him and his family. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's obviously it's just a tragic thing because he, he just had so much more life to live and so much more to give all of us. And uh, so, like I said, you know, like it's, it's on all of us to, to, to to continue his legacy in every way we can. All right. So coach now, uh, these, these, these conversation transitions are never easy. So, but I'll leave it. With no, you. it's all good. Um, does your, your daughter have a tournament this weekend you're going to get to see now or. or my son has two games, so that's okay. good. Um, my daughter's here. She was just in Columbus, uh, at a showcase and her, her team's killing it. They're, I think they're fourth in the country. She's on the the Penguins Elite U14 team, and um, it's just they're, they're doing great. But yeah, I'll get to, I'll get to spend some good time with my son Jake and and go to his two games this weekend here locally. And I think I probably could have gone anyway, but I can right. actually enjoy them and <laughs> and not have my brain somewhere else. So it's right. it's nice, and I think we need it. You know, I mean, it was anytime you're gone for 14 days, the kids need it, the staff needs it. These last two days have been great. The batteries are recharged. We're going to all get together Saturday at my place and have some fun and, and you know, feed them really well and and just get together and, and you know, not forget about what's in front of us. All right. So in uh, the announcement that you guys made uh, canceling the, the two exhibition games, you guys said you're still looking to try and find another game since you have another one that you're allowed to play. Are you having – are we close to uh, adding another game getting closer uh it's obviously going to have to be a road game um and we'll go anywhere you know and, and and basically the way i'm trying to to frame it is to go and and play a midweek game and it could be out east it could be anywhere um right. during those two weeks off that we have so in a perfect world we'd like to get that that game in on a tuesday or wednesday um against somebody uh and and you know that that maybe has games that weekend that has a game to give and there's a few options a few teams are looking into it um we got feelers out i i think we'll get it done i hope we'll get it done because it could be the difference right um for us and uh but we'll see you know it, it has to be the right team too like you know oh, certainly sure. no 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 offense to to anyone but we're not gonna 
we're not going to do it to go play anybody, you know, in, in the forties right. or fifties. Cause it just doesn't make sense. So the higher, the better, um, doesn't matter how high we'll, we'll go anywhere. Um, but, um, you know, why not? Why not? I mean, we, we, we don't want to, we don't want to leave anything on the table and we got the game to give and Lindenwood was going to count as one game. And then you get an exhibition game this year. So, so, so it wasn't going to count. It wasn't going to count count, but it towards right. our game count, right? So you get 34 games, but because we're up in Alaska, we get two exempts, so we get 36. So Lindenwood was going to be 36 and exhibition, but both were considered exhibition. So, okay. so we technically have one exhibition game left to play, which we won't, and one towards the 36 game count. So we're trying to get it, you know, we owe it to our kids to try and, and do everything we can to get that extra game. So we can, we can give ourselves the best chance to get to the postseason. Coach, can I uh, jump off track just a little bit? Because a lot of uh, people that we talked to both Paul and I did during the uh, pandemic was man, when it first hit, they were fearful for what was going to happen to NCAA hockey. Uh, a lot of people were saying, no, this could be a death nail for a lot of programs. And in, it's just the opposite. I mean, uh, teams are coming back. Robert Morris is coming back now, and, and Anchorage is coming back. And uh, we saw the jump with St. Thomas and Lindenwood's talking about it, and Augustana's coming on board. Uh, a couple of nights ago, uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, I had the two coaches on, one from San Diego State and one from Oregon. And uh, they both um, directed a lot of praise towards you, <laughs> first and foremost. But uh, – they both made no secrets that they would love to be NCAA programs sooner rather than later. Just, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, first of all, from the standpoint that, that hockey got stronger and second, that uh, the excitement seems to be building in the West. Yeah, that's exciting. You know, it, it it's, it has gotten stronger, it, you know, really has, which is, which is unbelievable. I mean, even, even with us, I mean, through a pandemic managed to find a way to build a $115 million arena and, um, I mean, you guys would be blown away. I mean, you know, all but two suites are sold. Um, There's been over a thousand season tickets fully paid for and sold already. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. The revenue that we're already generating in that place without even playing a game, that's what it's going to take, right? That that's, I've said that from day one, that's what it's going to take to get the San Diego States and the UCLA's and the Oregon's to go, Whoa, like, like so ASU is a multi-million dollar revenue sport in hockey. Why can't we do that? Because we are absolutely going to be a revenue sport. Like it's it's in in the last week of ticket sales has proven that. And so that's what it's gonna take. And, and I think and I hope that's gonna be the domino that 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 it causes to fall. Um is is just the revenue. The success has been there, obviously. We're, we're highly competitive very quickly and, and everyone knows that. So that side of it has been proven and it can be duplicated with the right people. Um, but, uh, but, but schools are going to be hesitant until they know what, what this is going to mean financially for them. And, um, and, and I'm telling them they're going to see it. They're going to see us generating a lot of revenue. We, we will be third in revenue at ASU by, by a mile, um, by a mile. And, and so I think that's what it's going to take. I hope that's what it's going to take. And it'd be great to see a San Diego state and Oregon do that. And yeah, again, you know, same advice to those guys that I give UNLV. It's, it's got, you got to do it brick by brick. You got to be, I mean, they, they, in all, with all due respect, neither 
have found ways to be relevant at a high level in the ACHA, they got to do that first, right? They got to do that. They got to prove hockey is going to work um, and that they can be successful. And, and once they do that, it all starts to fall into place. You look at what UNLV is doing this year. They're doing an unbelievable job. I mean, they have a legit chance to go win it. I hope they do. And, and I really believe once they win one up there, it's going to, it's, that might be the domino like it was for us. So you got to win. You got to win. You got to be successful, uh, and then and then worry about all the other stuff later. That's 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 what I think. Coach, I'm going to follow that up quickly because I've seen UNLV play a lot. I saw them play out in Chicago. Um, I, I saw them, and I thought probably their most impressive wins were against Jamestown this last weekend because uh, they'd had a long break, as you know, with ACHA hockey, and then all of a sudden they come back out and they're they're fighting it a little bit but they found a way to get the wins. And that reminds me an awful lot about your team when you won the national championship, because you guys found ways to beat teams. Yeah, no, that's, that's what good teams do, you know, and, and they have a really good team at that level. Really good. That's, I mean, clearly their best team they've had yet, you know, and, and it's, it's tough. I mean, you got to learn how, I mean, you got to feel how horrible it is to lose in that tournament before you win it. It's very rarely does anybody just go in and win it in their first time. Like, so even if they don't win it this year, they're doing all the right things. They're building the right way. They got talent. They, they, you know, they're, they're, they're building culture before, you know, anything else. And, um, so, so, you know, the, the, hopefully that experience they get at the tournament, they're good enough to win it. Don't get me wrong. You beat Adrian and Minot, you, you, you can win it. So, um, they could easily win it, but if they don't, it's not the end of the world. They're, they're, they have made tremendous strides this year, tremendous strides um, on the ice and, and in every way. My final one, then Paul's going to jump in. I, I got to follow this up because uh, over the last seven years that, that we've been doing this, uh, I watched ACHA go crazy. I mean, you told me that you kind of had to uh, rob your ACHA program that first year to build your NCAA team, and, and, and they were down a little bit, but um, not only have they gotten better, and I'm talking about U of A and ASU and Grand Canyon and UNLV, all of those teams have gotten better on the ice, but uh, it, it's so fun to go places and see them because they show up dressed like an NCAA team. Uh, sometimes I can't tell the difference, to be honest with you, when they come in. And I think if you're confident and poised off the ice, it leads to confidence and poise on the ice. Am I on track on that one? Yeah, no, we've always said that. We've always said, it, you know, to, to all of our teams, like it, it, it will never be right on the ice until it's right off the ice. So you got to do everything the right way off the ice. You got to treat people the right way. You got to, you know, represent the program that you, you play for the right way. And until you do that, you're, you're never going to get through the really big moments, the tough moments on the ice as a team. And that, that's what UNLV is doing, right? That's, that's, that's what they haven't done in the past because they were building. They were building a culture and establishing what their culture was going to be and how they were going to go about their business. And now it just looks like they've turned a corner and they know what they are and, and they got a group of kids that care about the jersey first. And that's, that's what it takes to win, you know? And, and so, you know, you see all these other programs, you know, trying to get there and it's, it's great to see. It really is. They're all doing a great job. All right, Coach, uh, just a couple of questions from me about the building because uh, these are the questions that I get asked uh, between uh, our alumni uh, groups and, and, and so forth and so on. A, uh, 
when do you think that we're going to find out what the name of the building is going to be? And B, uh, the folks that have, the thousand plus folks uh, that have already bought season tickets and uh, et cetera, and whoever goes and, and, and still gets them, because I'm sure they're, they're still selling them. And uh, when are they going to actually get to kind of sit in their seat to see what it's going to look like when the games start? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they have a really cool kind of 3D model that, that people are picking their seats out of right now. So they, they did they did the first week last week and they base it on priority points, however they do that. I don't know. But right. um, and I think a little over a thousand were sold last week through that process. And this week they're doing the same thing. And then that number will probably be doubled. Um, and like I said, the suites have, have pretty much been sold. There's a few left. But um as far as the name of the building, um, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's getting there. It's exciting. It's exciting. Um, there's a lot, lot going on with that, but it's all positive, very exciting stuff. So it, it'll come out soon. Um, and then, uh, and then as far as when, when people are going to be able to go in, I mean, you know, I, I do know that, that they're looking to put test ice in, in June, right? So, okay. Um, there's a lot that goes on to, to finalize the building and get it so we can operate in it and, and live in it and move in it and, and fans can go visit it. But, um, you know, they're ahead of schedule. That's, 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 that's what I can say. And I know they're, they're an incredibly motivated group of people at Mortensen that, that know how important it is to us to, um, to be in there for our, our opener next year. Okay. I'm going to have to, just Go ahead, Paul. Kind of schedule the first few weeks on the road just to make sure. I don't think you'll need an Islanders road trip to to, to start it <laughs> off. But well, I we, we're gonna take we are gonna take a two week road trip to start the season next year. Um, okay. You know, four four games, and then after that, we we anticipate being fully good. And and, and I, we hope we we're gonna be in it. before we did that, you know, way back. We said schedule was set probably, you know, six months ago. So. Right. Um, and it's fluid, so you know. But but we're, we're hoping that we'll be in there and practicing and training, and then going on road trip, and then coming back and playing the first two of twenty four next year in our, our new barn. Okay, coach, I'm going to end it on this one. Uh, I'm in Colorado right now, getting ready for uh, a rivalry series between uh, Denver and Colorado College this weekend. Next weekend, I'll see uh, Air Force and Army. And then I want to throw in a new rivalry because we've added two new teams for next year. I don't know if you heard this. Our coverage area is going to add uh, Alaska Fairbanks and Alaska Anchorage next year. So we'll go on from, from one to six teams. And, and I really think that the southernmost team at Arizona State and the northernmost team at, at Fairbanks ought to start a rivalry. What do you think? Well, I mean, we, we, we'll <laughs> see. We play them four times in a row. So, so I think if you, start, ask right? us, if you ask us after that fourth game, we'd probably agree by then. So – they're doing a hell of a job. Largies, I mean, they just beat Minnesota. Like they've got a good team, and yeah, they, they haven't played last year. And like, what a job he's done, you know. So all the credit in the world goes to them. And we're looking forward to playing Anchorage. We got them on the schedule next year too. So um, yeah, we're we're gonna form very good relationships with those programs and 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 play them as much as as they'll play us. Coach, thanks for the time as always. We always appreciate appreciate you coming on. I know. Uh, you're just getting the batteries recharged for a big series, and good luck up at Minnesota State, okay? Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Appreciate yep, it. Thank you.
That's the head coach from Arizona State, Greg Powers, joining us. We appreciate his time, as always. A uh, very busy schedule, especially when you're an independent and you're battling to, to climb the pairwise so you can get into uh, one of those tournament positions, the top 16 in NCAA hockey get in. Paul and I will be back in about two minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com.
broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, as uh, always, when we have a guest on, I hear something, you hear something. What did you hear from Coach? Well, you heard kind of what you expected to hear, especially in terms of of, of how they have to perform down the stretch, uh, in terms of not just on the ice but off the ice with pairwise. Um, you know, they, they, they know that their margin for error is really thin. So, I mean – He's upfront about it. Uh, I, I like the fact that that they're close to adding a game. Hopefully, they do, and and you certainly can understand uh, how and 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 what the parameters are for them trying to add that game. Um, you know you the uh, you know I, I I agree totally with him on you know he's gonna you you brought up the point of Alaska. Those are gonna those are gonna be four tough games. You know, no, those there those games are not going to be walk bys. You're not walking by those games. Um, he, you know, if he's saying the Minnesota State series is the biggest regular season series in the history of the program, uh, who would really know better? Yeah, exactly. Nobody would know better. And you know, uh, they've they you know there have been big series and big weekends in the past. But never a weekend that could decide a tournament fate, right? That I can Boy. think of. And let me tell you right now, if they go up there and do really what most people would be considered impossible, get two wins at Minnesota State, that should give them a lock um, into the tournament, no matter what happens the rest of the way out. And I, I, I don't, don't know who who the hell knows. You're talking yeah. about a computer program, and yeah, but you're also talking about. Um, who knows how many combinations of wins and losses by other teams to move yeah, people up and down. Yeah, I get I mean, it. If you're, but... an AS, if you're an ASU fan, you're rooting for Lowell to win as many games as possible. You're rooting for Cornell to win as many games as possible. And you're rooting for Bemidji State to win as many games as possible. And Clarkson, too. These yeah, are all the teams that ASU has at least one win against. Yeah, those, those are extremely important. How about Northeastern? <laughs> well, yeah, and Northeastern too. I mean, uh, you know, my, my the, the cursor just ran past it. Um, those are all teams that you want to do well because that helps ASU in terms of the pairwise. You know, yeah. you look at some of the, the. I mean, right now, if you look at their at ASU schedule, BU is at twenty seven, Colorado College is at thirty four, Alaska is at thirty six, so and and RIT is at forty one. So, there has not been uh, any sort of pushover, so to speak, on that schedule. No, for sure. And when you go to Alaska, it's not only the trip to Alaska, oh. but you're going to go up there on the big ice sheet yep. against a team that's going to be there and comfortable for a couple of days <laughs> waiting yep. for you. Um, it, it's going to be a rough road trip. I mean, uh, I really think that uh, that might be as big of a – obviously not as big, but Mankato uh, is a very good team. They're the number one team in the country. And no matter how you perform, if you perform – 
I mean, let me restate that. If you perform well, even if you lose to the number one team in the country on the road, that's not going to be as detrimental as if you come home and lose two to Long Island. No, but, you know, like I said, coach said it. There's real no margin for her, and you just got to play the Friday night game in Mankato first. And the the whole key to it is going to be, as he said, y- you've got to create havoc in front of Dryden McKay because you only get so many chances to put pucks by him. And, you know, you're only probably going to put two or three by him. And, On a bad night even. And let me tell you this too. One thing that might be working in the favor of uh... – Arizona State is Minnesota State playing this weekend in, in Hockey Day in Minnesota. So they're playing an outdoor game against St. Thomas. And uh, yeah. a lot of things can happen mentally and physically when you're playing outdoors. And, of course, they are losing Nathan Smith uh, to the Olympic team. Uh, so that's uh, a, a bit of a distraction, if nothing else, and, and a loss uh, of a top-notch player. So there are some things that are working in Arizona State's favor. Arizona State's going to get two weeks to rest. Uh, that may be good or bad. If it's bumps and bruises, that's great. Uh, if it's trying to stay mentally sharp, that might be a challenge. But sounds like he's got everything planned out and ready to go. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what, what you have to do at this point. I mean, uh, you know your season's on the line. So nobody they, – they, that shouldn't even be an issue. So I, I expect them to come out and play hard um, and, and crash the net and, and do the things you have to do to beat that kind of goalie. And, you know, if you do, you have a chance to win. If you don't, you won't. It's very simple, right? Simple game. Yeah, very simple game. Um, eight games left that count right now. There's a possibility of a ninth. He told us that they are searching uh, – uh, looking real hard to find that ninth game. I think it would be a plus, especially if it's somebody that they could take on on the road and win, um, and somebody that was maybe in the 25 or below pairwise range. So I guess that kind of narrows the field down in about half as to who they're looking to play if it's uh, possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's exciting. The other thing that I was uh, uh, really – uh, I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but he reiterated again about how important it is uh, if you're going to move up to the NCAA level to win first or to be close to winning, he talked about UNLV and how important it is for them to, if they don't win the tournament, to at least be close and uh, get ready to take that next step. So we both know this. The roadmap is there. Everybody from the ACHA that we've talked to has told us that, that they follow the uh, quote-unquote Greg Powers roadmap to get to NCAA hockey. I think the biggest thing, and you and I talked about this Sunday, is uh, it, it's now openly being discussed by all the teams that you talk about uh, potentially making the move. They're all talking about it openly, and that's something that didn't happen three, four years ago. Heck, that's not something that happened two years ago. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely uh, they're 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 talking about it. They're they're putting yeah, goals up there. They know what the they want to do. That's the most encouraging thing. It really is, and the fact that they're looking to Arizona State's revenue to see what they do and how they how they have success in the new building, uh, you know that's the same thing that's going to be happening down at the U of A uh, with their new building. They're going to be looking at numbers. They've already said that. It's a two-year run for uh, show us the numbers, basically. 
Um, San Diego State's going to be taking that information. I'm sure Oregon is. UNLV is already, uh, they're well, well beyond that point. I mean, uh, I, I think there's the rest of this year, next year for UNLV, and then I think they're, they're an NCAA program. I just think they're that close. Coming right at the same time as Augustana. Ooh, boy, yeah. Wouldn't that be something, huh? Realignment, baby. Realignment. <laughs> All right. Anything else that we need to talk about? Uh, I've already talked about the Gold Pan series. I already gave you the trivia. Uh, so we, we're all done with that stuff. Um, anything else that we're missing before we say goodnight? Um, College Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios has been brought to you by Burrito Express. Our family recipes to your table, the place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. Top Golf, our one of a kind experiences bring your gathering to another level. Go to topgolf.com and plan your outing today. Peterson Toyota, serving Fort Collins, Loveland, and the Windsor area since 1968 at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins or at petersontoyota.com. Metro by T Mobile. Get 5G access with every Metro plan at no extra cost. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts, the NCHC has it, and NCHC.TV has you covered. Go to NCHC.TV and subscribe. Black Bear Diners, whether it is our Friday fish fry or prime rib specials on Friday and Saturday nights, you'll always feel like you're at home. Find your location at BlackBearDiner.com. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, professional atmosphere and a world-class education. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, an iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars destination resort you make your plans at. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, come in and get our slow-smoked ribs or pulled pork or any of our award-winning tastes at all Allegiant Stadium events or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. And by M-Drive. Refind your drive and don't let your age beat you. Go to mdriveformen.com and get started today. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. It's a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Very well said, my friend. We will say goodnight with a little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. But first, we must thank head coach Greg Powers from the Arizona State University Sun Devils for uh, taking time to visit with us tonight. Lots of great stuff. So if you uh, missed it live, make sure you download it and continue to raise those download numbers approaching 23,000 downloads now. So uh, we continue to be on the rise. Make sure you're watching the at uh, Ice Time SW Twitter account, at College Hockey SW Twitter account, Ice Time SW on YouTube. We've got a great feature coming up on the Gold Pan Series. And, uh, Paul, what's your plans for the weekend? Um, that's a really good question. I usually don't plan that far in advance, but uh... – I'm sure there's some games on somewhere I'll be watching. I, I, You're going to have your eyes on Air Force for sure. I know that. Yeah, well, you know, they're they're playing at Merrimack, and, you know, they don't roll out the red carpet in my basement like they roll it out for you with the various arenas that you're going to. Um, but uh, we'll watch that. And uh, obviously the, 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 uh, 
the CC and Denver series is going to be huge. The um, battle for the gold pan. For, for the gold pan. Um, like I said, I'm waiting for uh, a territorial cup a few years down the line. Let's go <laughs> down there. Let's go. Um, is it, or, you know, I don't want to make it too obvious, but, uh, you know, hey, what the heck. So will it be um, Territorial Cup then, or will it remain the Cactus Cup? No, 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 no. I don't care. I just get the, you get the point. Just make it a cup. <laughs> it's, yeah, just do something, right? Uh, North Dakota, Western Michigan. This weekend in the NCHC, also big, big series. Um, you have uh, uh, some, some big series in the Big Ten. You got uh, the two M or two of the three M's. Michigan and that other maroon and gold team playing this weekend. Uh, you know, Lowell and Merrimack are playing in Hockey East. That's a very interesting series. Northeastern is playing UMass this weekend. Uh, sometimes they switch up teams in, in, in Hockey East and the ECAC, but, uh, uh, or at least play home and home. So a lot of big games this weekend. Well, we'll keep our eyes open and our ears open to see if we find out if uh, ASU is able to add a ninth game. Otherwise, there'll be eight remaining for them. Again, thanks to Coach Greg Powers for joining us tonight. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. <laughs>